0: Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning, welcome on this Saturday morning, 15th day of October, 2022, to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough, alongside the president of SCL, Larry Jager, and of course the SCL Mortgage number, as always, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com is the website. Uh, we'll be uh, taking some of your emails a little bit later on in the program, but uh, Larry, here we are yet another saturday morning this time in the middle of october already so uh tell me what's on your mind today we'll just open things up
1: <laughs> okay whatever strikes your fancy okay well um yeah i got a lot on my mind and um it's good to be here sandy thanks for um thanks for coming in on uh, a little earlier but it's okay i look forward to this just every saturday so you know, before um, before we get started, I want to do a uh, shout-out to a friend of mine. Sure. His name is Ted. All right. Who, uh, actually, I ran into him last weekend with my son and I in the Sam's parking lot. And he he was, we've, we've known uh, Ted for a long time. He used to teach at valor He's now retired and really, really good guy. So he said to me, um, oh, I hear Sandy and you are still uh, together. Even though um, you retired, and I said absolutely, I was. I'm not going to let him go anywhere. I want him uh, to uh, host the show. So anyway, Ted's good to see you, and um, I'm sure you're listening. So uh, keep listening. By the way, we've got some good stuff for you.
0: Well, we have a lot to talk about, and we'll get right to it. Cash out refinances, inflation, of course, causing some people to have to put more expenses on their credit cards at very high interest rates yes. at this point. So talk about the idea of cash out refinances. Making sense.
1: Well, you know, we, inflation is a real thing. It's here. I mean, you just look around, fill up your car with gas, go to the grocery store, go just about anywhere you go to eat, you can, you can well, order a $20 hamburger. I can
0: attest that in Birmingham, Alabama, inflation is there too there right? too yeah. so no matter where you go in this country i noticed that gas prices had jumped up about 40 cents in a couple of days but they were still lower than they are here but really? still feeling the effects you know we frequented restaurants on our trip to uh yeah. Birmingham and Tuscaloosa last week and yes uh, and I don't know if it's, it's ever going to
1: come down. Maybe gas prices will come down. Gas prices will. Yeah, and and maybe food prices will. But mm. I don't know about um, going into a restaurant. Right. If those prices ever come down, I, mm. I I've never seen prices as high as they are now. But you know, it's it's happening. It's out there, and I think people are probably forced to uh, put a little more money on their credit cards. And maybe they have lines of credit that they're tapping into and, and maybe savings that you're tapping into. And that's that's stuff we don't want to do. So I would think and and I want to talk to you about cash out refinances. So, you know, we can do that because we've all seen and experienced a lot of equity, a lot of appreciation in our homes over the past four five, six years. Um, so it's all there. So you know i'm not a fan of credit card debt i'm not a fan of of student loans although i know student loans are are out there and that's how you put your kid through uh college so if there's a way to pay that stuff off i'm a very i'm a proponent of that because you know if you think about like you just said uh, sandy credit card interest rates at 21% or 19 or whatever it is that's very very expensive and you can't write that stuff off so um, I, would, I would say to people, if you just have a question about it, give us a call and, and we can help you. And we, maybe we do a, a mortgage review. Maybe we do, let's see what your credit card balances are. We don't have to pull your credit just to see that. You already know what they are. So maybe it makes sense to do that and get rid of that high-interest, non-deductible debt.
0: Makes a lot of sense. And, Larry, I would imagine every household is a little bit different. So a cash-out loan could look different depending on the circumstances, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Every household is different. Every every goals, most people's goals are different. Um, you know, uh, we we look at it like all those households that we see out there, probably every story is different. And their goals are different. Their objectives are different and 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 that's why we're here if you know if you call us and it it turns into a loan for you that's great but if it doesn't turn into a loan that's okay too at least you um maybe you're a smarter person than you were before and stuff that we do all the time so we can help you so yes uh sandy every every story is different every household is different so it could look gosh if we take 20 calls there could be 20 different scenarios, and, and we don't know. But like I said, we have all these loan programs and all these uh, – and, and our interest rates are still pretty darn good. So um, give us a call, and, and we'll, we'll figure it out for you.
0: And I, I think I know the answer to this, but maybe you could spend a few minutes in uh, describing to people how it is that you know whether a refinance might make sense for someone.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So we like to say that let's do the math because the numbers are the numbers. They don't lie. There's no emotion and it's just what it is. So let's say, for example, that you have a $250,000 mortgage and your house is worth, well, today it could be worth five, six, seven, whatever number that is. That's uh, all the accumulation we've had in the past several years. So you've got a significant amount of equity, right? So, let's say that we plug in an interest rate today uh on that new mortgage, and let's say it's maybe you want fifty thousand or maybe you want a hundred thousand, whatever that is. so we would take the payment based on the new mortgage principal and interest, and of course we add your taxes and insurance into it, so then you come away with x amount of cash, okay, whatever that is, if you need twenty thousand or fifteen or what whatever the case is so let's take a look at your credit card debt or maybe there's lines of credit or maybe there's car loans that you want to get rid of maybe there's a ton of things you want to get rid of so let's take the the balance the the monthly payment on those credit cards whatever that is and let's say okay if you can save 1500 or 2000 or whatever that number is versus your mortgage payment if that's going to go up 200 bucks or 300 bucks But at the end of the day, if you can save $1,000 a month or $1,500 a month or whatever that number is, then we can can do the math and we can show you in black and white, here's what you're going to save, here's what this will cost you, and then it becomes a much simpler decision. And that really works for for all people. And of course, our loan officers are, are very skilled at doing that. So, um, you know, it could be a five- or a ten-minute conversation, whatever the customer wants. We'll break it all down, and then here's the, here's the net result. If it makes sense, great. And if it doesn't, then that's okay, too. But like we said, we, at least you know the math.
0: And that is typical of the process, given a few differences that might exist. But basically, that's the process that you work through with any customer. Because you know, you've said over and over again, the numbers don't lie, and whether it's uh, any one of the sixteen, seventeen, however many loan programs you've got going <laughs> at this point, the process is basically the same, right? You're, you're it is. doing the math for people; they don't have to do the math themselves.
1: No, we can. We're happy to do it, and we, you know, we've got interest rates right at our fingertips, right. Uh, Most people know pretty much what their credit scores are, and this is what we owe on the house, this is what the house is worth, so we can figure out the LTV, and and it becomes a, a, well, it's not something that homeowners would probably want to do on their own because they don't know current rates and, and all that stuff. So we have all that, and, you know, whatever it is, it is. If you got a lot of debt, you've got minimal debt. What, whatever the case, we we are not here to judge. We, we, you know, we see credit reports all day long, and, and different situations. So we're not here to judge. We're just here to help, help and figure out a better way for you. If we can save you some money, that's exactly what we want to do.
0: And again, you've got a down payment assistance program that well, I,
1: works I'm, for a whole lot of people. You know, we uh, it's it's had some improvements over the. Probably two months now, Sandy, it's a really, really good program for for people that want to buy. So it's uh, tied to an FHA or a VA loan. Uh, If you have a VA eligibility, then, Mm -hmm. of course, we can finance 100% of that, but maybe you need some down payment assistance for closing costs or whatever the case. We can help with that, too. And, of course, on an FHA loan, you have to come up with 3.5% down. And a few bucks for closing costs, but that down payment assistance loan or down payment assistance, I'm sorry, can really help um, on those cases. So uh, if you want to buy, I think now is still a good time, and we've got a program that can help you.
0: We'll be switching gears when we continue in just a few moments. And of course, we've got customer emails coming up a little bit later on in the program as the SEO Mortgage Show continues. Larry Jager, I'm Sandy Clough. And this is Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show continues now on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Larry Jager is the president of SCL Mortgage here, as always, just to my left. And I'm Sandy Clough. We'll switch gears here a little bit. Okay. Talk about buying a new home. Okay. And uh, I think I heard Jamie Dimon speak this week about a possible recession that he forecasts coming sometime late in 2023, maybe roughly a year from now. Yep. Yet, you continue to be a strong proponent of buying real estate. Why is that? What?
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, I think Jamie Dimon is probably a pretty smart guy. And um, he's the head of J.P. Morgan, uh, for those of you who don't know. and And he's kind of a vocal kind of guy. Uh, he has his opinions on recession and inflation and oil and gas, and, and I hear him frequently. And, you know, if you think of the other very large banks in the country, I don't ever hear those guys um, voicing an opinion. But anyway, I, I happen it's to like. It's kind of
0: dangerous uh, <laughs> Maybe? sometimes,
1: but he is not yeah. reluctant. Not at all. So if we have inflation, and and I understand economists say if you have negative GDP for two quarters in a row, that means you're probably in a recession. And we've had that. So he may be right, he may be wrong. But I am still, like you said, Sandy, a proponent of buying real estate. One, because real estate goes up in value all the time. All the time. There's only been Two cases in this country that they've ever gone down, one was back in the in the depression, and one was in two thousand eight and nine but that was where those were totally different reasons. So I am still a proponent of buying because there is a shortage of houses in this country, and you also have to have a roof over your head, whether you're renting or whether you're in a house or whether whatever the case is so Maybe we have inflation, and maybe we're going to get a recession. But that's okay. You know, you still have to live somewhere. So interest rates are still good. And I, you know, you and I know that uh, my wife and I just bought a another house. So, so I am uh, a proponent of that. And if you know, if you want to give us a call, we can spell that all out to you.
0: I want to drill down a little bit on that? Okay. Uh, you said in the first segment you were still inclined to encourage people to pay off their credit cards. Right. But you told me, and we talked about this for weeks, if not months now, that you and your wife recently bought another house. So I'm thinking maybe you incurred some debt during that process. So what's the difference?
1: What's the difference? Okay. I am a proponent of paying off debt that cannot be used for anything, like credit cards, maybe student loans, and I know a lot of people have them because you have to get your kid through college. Once they're out of college, then maybe we should look to pay them off. So I think there's there's good debt and maybe not so good debt, right? Credit card interest is very high, and I'm a proponent of paying that off. But if you're going to buy a, um, a house, and in our case, we did finance a A portion of it, you have to put 20% down to buy an investment property, but maybe put a little bit more, whatever. So there's debt there. But you know what? That debt is being serviced by the people that are in that house renting. And rents have gone up so much in the past, gosh, several years. It's it's crazy, you know, that the amount of rent... And what we did is we, we went to Zillow Rents, what rental prices are these days. And I, honestly, I was a little bit shocked because, but that's what they are. If you, if you want to rent, this is what it costs. So, so there's good debt and and bad debt, I think. And if you can have good debt and it allows you to grow and expand your portfolio and all that, then that's not a bad thing. You've explained
0: this before Mm. on this program. You've explained most everything on this program (laughs) over uh, uh, the five and a half years we've been doing the show. But it is hard, and I would imagine you have to offer this explanation more than once to people as you're dealing with them, even if they've heard you on this show, really emphasizing, yes, there is such a thing as good debt, that debt is not always bad.
1: It's not. It really is not. Let's say if you... If you want to buy real estate, and you know not everybody can write a check for a $500,000 house. So you're going to have to incur some debt to do it. But if that debt that you have incurred and you can rent it out and it services that yeah. debt or maybe just a little bit of, of a negative cash flow, mm-hmm. but look at the other, um, <clears throat> the other benefits. One, you can write off the interest on that payment. Two, you can write off the HOA, you can write off the taxes, and you can depreciate that house as an investment property, so you're way, way ahead of the game. So <clears throat> we did the same thing on our house. We, we know that we could service it, plus have all these write-offs on our tax return, and, and frankly, who wants to pay taxes? I don't. I mean, I will if I have to, but our job is to minimize that tax burden that you have to send to the IRS, so that that's our job and that makes you um I think a good a good uh, financial um household a good financial guru in your house. Yeah. That you can you can do that. So um yeah, there's it, good debt is not a bad thing yeah. and a lot of people have it and it's it's okay.
0: And I think I remember you saying at one point ne- don't zero out your credit cards. Correct. I, I, Correct. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> you Even know, though it seems like, well, geez, I, I have an opportunity to up my credit. Great. great. So that's, that's not real good. Uh, but uh, we did talk some time ago, and I do remember this, about the Forbes edition. I think it had to do with oh. the richest men and women uh, in the world. And I'm guessing, based on what you are saying, they have debt, except it's good debt
1: it's good debt yes and and back to what you just said sandy uh zeroing out your credit cards is um well if you can pay them off every month and then sure and then if you use it the next month then you pay it off again but carrying large balances is not good for your credit cards or people uh, it's not good for your fico scores and then yeah. people get, uh, you know, in the mail all the time, you can transfer your balances to this card at 0% interest yeah. for six months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to do that. You you really don't. Because if you cancel that card and transfer it over to a new card, your credit scores are going to go down. Because FICO looks at how long have I had credit? How long have I had this particular card? And how long do uh, do I keep balances on it? So if you're constantly doing that, transferring credit card debt from one to the other, y- your FICO score is going to go down. So if you need advice on that, please give us a call. We can we can help you with that. So, you know, I, I'm kind of a I, I'm kind of a reader. I, I I like to read, and I really don't deal with a lot of. Um, my wife likes to read stuff on the beach and that all that stuff. But I liked stuff about our mortgage business and and Forbes and and all that stuff. So, yeah, most all the people on the richest list in the world of men and women have debt. And, you know, whether whatever their portfolio is or their Mm -hmm. investment or whatever it is, debt can be a good thing if you use it right and it can help you. So I yes, absolutely. That's um, not a bad thing.
0: I'm curious, uh, and I imagine you know something about this. For example, how many people in the U.S. own their own homes?
1: Well, I do do that. I mean, I <laughs> I do know that. So, um, <clears throat> Google is a wonderful thing. You know, it's uh, you can get so much good information on it, and I, I get a lot of it from um, on Google, and and I actually have um, had the opportunity to see that. So there are 65 um 65 people in this country that own their own home sixty five percent of the total population and there's about 37 percent that own their home free and clear free and clear free and clear so yes. it's
0: almost two-thirds
1: yeah of, yeah
0: of we- of those who uh, own their own homes that own them free and clear
1: yes and and
0: almost four and ten
1: that that's exactly right and most of those people are you know maybe they're retired maybe right. they've um, you know it's hard to get a house and pay it off in 10 years so so they've chipped away at that and and now they're mortgage free which is kind of where you want to be when you get to retirement age so about 37% and and that's a pretty pretty good size number but it
0: surprises me that it's that high
1: yeah i guess. i, I would have thought it was low mm. but um um, when I said the 65% of um, people that own their own homes in this country, that's um, that's a pretty good-sized number. I, I actually did some uh, – I d- dug a little bit deeper, and in Germany, there are almost more renters than there are homeowners. Oh. And, and I, I don't know the reason for that, but um, the U.K. is similar to us, and we in the mortgage business talk about – You know, the fact that you should own your home, the fact that you should have a a place for your family and you've got to rent somewhere. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Sixty five percent of the people own their own homes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, We'll come back. We have customer emails. We've got a batch of them here. Yes. uh,
1: Looking across
0: and uh, seeing that you've got a few. And we'll get to those next as the S.C.L. Market Show continues on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And as we continue with customer emails now on the SCL Mortgage Show, Sandy Cleff with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. 303 790 2222 is the number. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. And we've got a uh, fairly healthy stock once again. Yes, today. we do.
1: Yes, we do. You know what, um, Sandy, I want to read this and, and spend some time on it. This lady, Crystal, uh, emailed us and said. Um, Hello, I hear your show on the radio, and I have a problem with my mortgage. I have an adjustable rate mortgage, and I really don't know how it works. Wow. Um, She says, uh, so now my payment is going up about $400 per month, and I'm struggling a little bit. I'm a single mom. I have a lot of equity in my house. Is there anything you can do to help me? Well, I think yeah, there there are things we could do for you, but here's I I feel bad that she she got this mortgage and she probably trusted her loan officer and the loan officer probably didn't explain it to their to her that well. So now adjustable rate mortgages usually are fixed for 3 years, 5 years or 7 years. So now she's come to a point where that adjustable is going that adjustable rate mortgage is going up and it could be like she said it could be $400 a month almost $5,000 per year that's a that's a pretty hefty jump so i would say let's let's see about getting rid of that adjustable rate mortgage so you don't have to go through this every every time it adjusts and and get you into a fixed rate it sounds like that's going to be what you're more comfortable in so thanks for uh, listening to us on the show and uh, we want to help you out Uh, okay. So that
0: was Crystal.
1: That was Crystal. Yes. Uh, this is from Don who said, own a home in Thornton looking to purchase in Woodland Park before I retire, have about this much equity in my house. That's a Mm -hmm. fair amount. Good for you. And the house is worth in the high eights. So good for you. And, uh, he's thinking about a 20 year term. So, Here's – I'm sure the loan officer has contacted Don already. So here's what we can do. We can say, all right, you're going to sell this house, and maybe we can t- uh, refer a realtor to you. So at the end of the day, you're going to end up with this much equity. And if you want to buy in the seven $800,000 range, you'll be able to put this much down. So then we can t- determine what loan-to-value it is. And we can compare, uh, he's thinking about retiring and he's thinking about a 20-year term as opposed to a 30-year. So then we can do the different payment options. Here's 20, here's 30. Maybe you could be comfortable with a 15-year mortgage. But if you really do want a 20, then we could also do an amortization schedule, Sandy, which says if you put X amount down... Uh, on your monthly payment in addition to the mortgage, we could have this paid off in X number of years. So thanks for uh, the email, Don, and and I hope that helps you out. Okay, this came from Sam. He said, my family needs cash because of an unexpected situation. But how do I calculate if a new mortgage is better or if I take out a second? Well, that's a very good question, and our loan officers are going to do that for you. Because here's the rate on a new mortgage giving you some cash you need, or here's the rate on a second mortgage and giving you the cash you need, and then you'd have obviously two payments, but we could figure out the best for you um, depending on your particular situation. Okay, so this came from Daniel, who said we are we are taking your advice on the fan and are wanting to buy a house with your DPA, he said. So down payment assistance. Uh, and maybe a referral to a realtor as well. Well, Daniel, we can, uh, we can help you in all the above. So um, I think you're, you're doing the right step, making uh, buying a home for your family. We have a down payment assistance program that we could help you with. And we could also refer you to one of we have really good realtors in our in um, in our Rolodex, so we're happy to help you out with that as well. Okay, this came from Joshua, who said we have two kids, twins, who are off to college, so trying to figure out how to pay for this. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that that's uh, that's a very good idea, and maybe they're going to school next fall or. Sometime in the year, but uh, you're you're thinking about how you're going to pay for this. And then he says, ideas, help me out if you can. So, you know, depending on where they're going to school and, and depending on the cost of the tuition, you're probably already knowing that. But if you don't want student loans, then maybe there's enough equity in your home where we could do that or we could give you some help on that so you don't have to write these big checks uh, every month for tuition. So. Let's uh, let's figure it out and um, help your kids get off to uh, off to college. Okay, this says <clears throat> excuse me. This is from Decker, who said, "Do you offer <clears throat> excuse me? Do you offer DPA on a bank statement loan?" That's a great question, and we do get that on on occasion. But really, the DPA um, down payment assistance we offer is for VA and FHA loans only not for a bank statement loan. So, um, but if you are self-employed, then maybe we can still get you into a VA loan or an FHA loan and, and, and help you with the down payment assistance. But no, I'm sorry, it's not available on a bank statement loan. Okay, uh, Sandy, this came from Ivan, who said, we are looking for a construction loan for a second house. Do you offer those in Colorado? Um, actually, we do. We do have construction loans for your primary residence, for your for a second home, even if you want to build a uh, a rental property or an investment property. So, we have that all covered. We have lot loans, we have construction loans, we have permanent loans to um take out the construction loan once your house is done. And uh yes, of course, uh we can do that anywhere in Colorado. Okay. Um Seth said to me do you have any idea when rates will come down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seth, I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> I really do, but I I don't. You, they are bouncing around like just it, it's. They're it's still crazy. bouncing
0: around. You they
1: say. are. Yes. I one day they're going up. Mm. Next day they're coming back down, and I mm. I see it all week long. So, Seth, I I would say if you are in need of of a refi or you want to buy a house. Um, let's probably get this going, depending on where you are in the game. And when rates come down, we can refi it because they always come down. So um, I do, I do like the question though. <laughs> okay. I uh, do. We have another one for yeah. We we'll got more? one more. Okay. So this came from Travis, who said we used you recently in our mortgage with Gina, one of your loan officers, and it was a great experience. So. I thought, I thought I would say that. So uh, I appreciate that, Travis. I'll make sure that I pass this on to uh, Gina. She, um, her and her team are just, I mean, we get a lot of compliments from her and she's really, really good. And I, I think all of our loan officers are probably pretty good. So this is interesting, Sandy. He goes on to say, because he had such a good experience with Gina, he said, the most valuable form of currency is not money. It's trust. Wow, <laughs> very I, profound and very true, and very true, absolutely. And and thank you, Travis, for that because I'm a I'm a sayings kind of guy. So you really hit the you really hit the nail on the head. So uh, I will make sure I pass this on to Gina and thank you for the email. So um, I do have one more, Sandy. If we uh, sure if we have yeah. time. Okay. So. Okay. In about a minute. Okay. So um, this came from, oh, Larry, not me, but it came from another Larry that says, well, I I do have something in common with this person because he says, I'm a veteran. Right. I'm a veteran as well. It was quite a while ago, but I'm still a veteran. Once you're a veteran, you're always a veteran. And uh, you, uh, as a veteran, have your certificate of eligibility, and it says that you want to buy a home. so." absolutely these v a is a is a really good way to go many times v a interest rates are a little bit lower than conventional loans, and you can finance a hundred percent of the purchase price and even on a refinance you can you can um, finance a hundred percent of the value of the property and the other good part is that there's no private mortgage insurance so it's uh, you know the v a really really got it right for you and i so uh I'm sure loan officers contacted you, so let's uh, get you into a home.
0: Very good. And we want to thank Crystal, Don, Daniel, Joshua, Decker, Ivan, Seth, Travis, and Larry for their questions today. We'll have a fresh batch of customer emails. We neglected to mention this earlier, but we talk about it every week. These are all emails that come in within the week of our reading them or Larry's reading them on the air. So uh, we will have new emails next week, uh, new questions, new topics, and we will recap uh, some of what we've already talked about as we continue with our uh, final moments for this edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, the president of SCO Mortgage, 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. This is Denver's sports station, 104.3 The Fan. As we uh, wrap up affairs on uh, this particular Saturday morning, 15th day of October, 2022, Sandy Cleff with Larry Jager, the president of the SEL Mortgage Company. And this is the SEL Mortgage Show, of course, 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Uh, Let's go back to what we were talking about, uh, what, 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, Do you know how many households there are? I bet you do.
1: I do. <laughs> in the United States right now. I do. And I actually was googling something earlier this week and then you know when when you do something on Google then it it asks you about five different other questions. Yes. And and it's pretty cool. I I like it because um there's a wealth of knowledge out there that Sometimes Google knows and and the rest of us don't. So I started probing and probing and probing some more. And there's about 70, just over 78 million households in this country. And if you do the math, say there's 65% of those that have a mortgage, that's a lot of mortgages out there. And I know not everybody refinanced over the past couple of years. So there are probably other people out there who want to refinance. So um, I don't know if our listeners know it, but we are obviously licensed in Colorado, but we're also licensed licensed in eleven other states: Florida and Tennessee, and and Nebraska and North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, uh, Idaho. There's a lot of other states out there, and some of you may be listening on a podcast. So, if you are one of those people and you live in those states, we uh, we'd be more than happy to help you out. So what was interesting, Sandy, there's over 78 million people that own their home. But I also got from Google that there's 44 million people out there that are renters. So maybe it's our job to talk, take those, a percentage of those 44 million people and turn them into homeowners. I would like nothing more than that. So uh, <clears throat> that's uh, some... From really interesting stuff. And, and I think the rents in Colorado may be a little bit higher than some other States, maybe Nebraska, maybe Iowa, South Dakota, but they're still really high. So, um, <clears throat> I think it's, um, it's a good time to be a homeowner for all the right reasons. And if you already own your home, then it's a good time to buy an investment piece of property, I think for, for all the right reasons, which we can explain to you. But, um, I do. Um, I do get some when I can find the time. I like to Google stuff that's related to our industry, and um, I also uh, wanted to tell you about this um, this book I have, Sandy, that I'm, I ordered on Amazon. It's called Second Chance by a guy by the name of Robert Kiyosaki, and I um, I read the blurb about it. And it looks to be really, really good about you know how we're not in the industrial age anymore, mm-hmm. we're more in the information age right now and things are moving so fast all the time just like in the mortgage world things are moving so fast all the time. So I'm uh, I'm excited to get it and and read it and I'll I'll share it with you when I do.
0: We look forward to that. And uh we're speaking of Google, you were just a second ago, uh, what else does Google say about overall the housing market uh conditions?
1: That exists nationwide right now. You know um, that that's a that's a great question, Sandy. And we are short about five million homes in this country that right many. now. Yes, there's more people that want to buy than there are homes out there available by about so, five million. Five million. That that's a lot, right? And if you think that. Uh, You know, there's 78 million people that own their own homes. Right. If we're short five million, that's a pretty significant number, right? And and to make things even a little more complicated, I saw that um, builders, people who build homes, the Richmans and the Toll Brothers and Lennars and all these guys, their builder confidence has gone down. Over the past uh, like three months, four months, maybe because of inflation, because of a recession, because of whatever. So when their builder confidence goes down, that means they're probably going to build fewer homes, which means that more homes are not going to come out of the ground. Now you could drive down the freeway in Colorado or just about anywhere in our in our state and see a lot of homes coming, but the fact is they're still short. So, and it takes a long time to get a get a a builder or a home out of the ground. But speaking of Google, I saw some something else, Sandy, that I wanted to share with you. It says, "Build business owners and landlords tend to be about four times as more wealthy than the average American for people that are renting. So, owning your home doesn't make you rich, but owning somebody else's does." right so if you have a um um one house or two houses or maybe you've got a real estate portfolio that that can turn into a a very serious nest egg for you when you get ready uh, ready to retire so um it says to, on the other thing on sandy that the, the spectrum uh, of renters versus people that own homes there 's a significant percentage of the people that own the homes have a larger net worth than the people that are renting and 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 that makes sense so i I say that point to uh kind of jog you uh your your uh, your mind about maybe you should give us a call and see if you can be a homeowner and get out from paying rent because you know at two or three thousand dollars a month rent. That's just really out the door every week, and it's or I'm sorry every every month, every year. So it's not it's not making you any money, and it's not accumulating net worth for you guys. So there's um, there's a lot of good reasons uh, to to own a home. So please give us a call, and we'll we'll show you about that.
0: Well, uh, we've covered a lot of ground today, <laughs> yeah.
1: and again, uh,
0: we appreciate. Uh, the preparation and expertise that uh, you provide on a weekly basis. Uh, We have uh, a few minutes left, and I guess I'm half kidding when I ask this question, but uh, which business is in better shape right now, the mortgage business or the Bronco business? (laughs) (laughs) And I'll ask you the question because Uh. I'm not sure I understand Where the Bronco business is right now, at least the business they do on the field. But we've been talking about pretty much the condition of the market and of the mortgage business for the better part of an hour now. In which do you have more confidence (laughs) of making a quick recovery or relatively quick recovery?
1: well um i've in the mortgage business yes and i i <clears throat> excuse me i've been there for i've been here for thirty four years, so I know something about the mortgage business, and it's no secret mortgages are are a little tough these days because interest rates went up, but you know what i've seen this before, and I know rates interest rates will come back down, so I'm fine being in the mortgage business. And if I wasn't, then I wouldn't be here talking to you every week. That's right. (laughs) I'm I'm all good with that. You're bullish
0: on that. Yes, I am. Maybe not quite as confident that the Broncos will bounce back, at least not as quickly. Uh, Not this year. Anyway, it seems uh, pretty
1: dark, dank, and dismal at the moment. You know, I heard somebody um, on 104.3 this week saying, are the Broncos in a, a, a bit of a dip or is this a long decline? I don't think it's a long decline, but this is a. But it a... ain't a dip either.
0: No. Because this has been going on for five years. Yeah. And now
1: six. And now six. Bronco Country's not too excited about that no. right now. Like, like we saw in the last Thursday night game where well, people were. People walking
0: streaming out. for the exits. I know. Prior to an overtime parade beginning, which I've never seen anywhere and certainly could never have imagined
1: seen here. I would not have imagined it either if I hadn't seen it on TV. And so that tells me that, uh, you know, we're just maybe a little frustrated, maybe a little disgusted, maybe a bunch of things that – some things got to get fixed fict- fixed pretty uh, yeah. quick, right? And
0: and, and and you run a company, and, uh, you know, I'll be doing Bronco postgame uh, work on Monday night. So I've been thinking about this during the course of the week, that if I were Rob Penner, mm-hmm. what would I be doing right now? And I'm not sure I'd be questioning the head coach, although much of the blame for Denver's dismal performance, more than dismal, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a- almost unacceptably poor performance, does uh, reside With the head coach. Yep. Uh, But I'd be going to the general manager. And maybe I'd be asking the general manager that very question. Is this a dip or is this a sign that we're not going to recover from the last five years of decline as quickly as you anticipated? And I'd want some fairly specific answers as to – what is exactly wrong i'd be asking my general manager right now not assigning blame to him necessarily right right. but he's the general manager he's the guy he ranks above the head coach and he certainly ranks above the quarterback or any of the offensive players individually and i'd be asking him what's going on here help me understand
1: Uh, You wonder, I bet those conversations have already taken place to some degree.
0: I would assume they probably have. And if you were in that position, you're heading up a company that you started with one other associate (laughs) back in January of 2015 when your doors opened. That's the question you'd be asking.
1: Absolutely, I would. I'd go to our our, um, VP of sales and say, what's going on? Or I'd go to our VP of operations. What's going on? How do we make this better? How do we turn loans quicker? Or what are your ideas on bringing more business into the door? So, yeah, I, I would certainly be asking those questions, and I, and I have already. And I think we have some, some uh, very smart people, and mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out.
0: Well, I said this uh, at the beginning of the year when the schedule came out, very early in the year, uh, 2022, when the schedule came out, that uh, the Broncos are on primetime for the first six weeks. I know. Because they were a good story. Right, right. They weren't on primetime nearly as often or likely to be in the second half of the season because people weren't sure they were a good team. Good story? Yes. Yeah. Whether they were a good team or not would be determined during the first half of the season, and so far the determination is that they are not a good team at this particular time. Uh, and they probably need to win the next three games in a row before the bye week to demonstrate that they can maybe contend for a playoff spot, but the percentage chances of making the playoffs are below 5%. Below week,
1: so. 5%. Yeah. yeah, and and maybe what comes out for the next schedule the next year is we're not on yeah. prime time so much anymore. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> Got to be a good team next year to get uh, right, on prime right. time as often uh, at any point during the season. Larry, our thanks, as always.
1: Good to see you, Sandy. Is always a pleasure.
0: And we will be back on October 22nd with our next edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. 303-790-2222. MySpecialMortgage.com. This is Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan.